The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. If you want the answers, you're in the right place at the right time. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies to help you gain control over your life with MS using only the best insights, advice, and research from top industry experts. Not only that, you'll learn MS-specific exercises and tips to stay consistent, motivated, and inspired. Ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have a very important topic today that I felt empowered to talk about today because on this podcast, we are going to be getting into a lot of exercises and symptom management strategies, but you have to have proper form with those exercises and with those strategies. So my main topic for today is going to be my top two tips for people who use mobility aids, mostly walkers and rollators and canes, as well as trekking poles. But before we get into that, I just wanted to share with you, this is our first episode after our launch day. And I first and foremost, just wanted to thank all of the people who helped me create this podcast. We had an army of over 300 people who were taking polls that I shared on social media. Everything from me asking about what topics you'd want to learn about on this podcast, as well as you know what day of the week do you prefer to listen to podcasts? How long do you want these episodes to be? Literally everything about this podcast came from your feedback. So if you are one of those 300 plus people who helped me create this podcast, I just truly appreciate you taking the time to do that. And it takes an even larger army to have a successful launch day, which we absolutely did. So because of you, if you are someone who listened to any of the episodes on the first day, or if you're someone who rated and reviewed on Apple podcasts or did anything with this podcast on launch day or within our first week, please know that you had a huge impact. One of my main visions with the Missing Link podcast is to help as many people with MS worldwide conquer their goals and their vision of living a strong, confident, independent life with MS. So the best way a podcast can do that is to rank in different areas. So I just wanted to quickly share some stats with you guys before we get into the main topic of mobility aids. So in just over 24 hours of our launch day, we had 1000 downloads and I'm filming this episode let's see, two days later, and we're currently at 1300 downloads, meaning that is a lot of people downloading these episodes, which is so amazing. We are also ranking in seven, I believe one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes. We are ranking in seven different countries 
as a top alternative health podcast. So we are currently ranking number one in Hungary, number two in the Cayman Islands, number 18 in Canada, number 23 in Spain, number 25 in Ireland, number 31 in the United States, and number 84 in the United Kingdom. Oh my gosh, I can't stop smiling over here. I just feel so honored that you guys are part of this community and you're helping me grow this community so that we can have a big impact on the world with the population of multiple sclerosis. So truly from the bottom of my heart, thank you for helping me build this podcast. Thank you for tuning in on the first day and in the first week, it means the world to me. So let's get into mobility aids. There are lots of different words people use for mobility aids, assistive devices, walking aids, pretty much it's going to be anything that helps you move easier. Oftentimes they take balance out of the equation, meaning since you don't have to focus so much on balance, you're going to feel more stable and you will also be able to use your muscles easier. So I want to talk today about two things. The first thing is how your assistive device or mobility aid should be fitted to you. And then the second thing I'm going to get into is how you should be using it. These are two things that in my opinion, you should be educated on from the person that's giving it to you immediately. It is so important. Yet so many people don't educate on this. You might be in a hospital, they'll give you a walker and you never learn how to use it, or it's never sized properly to you. Or your neurologist might suggest a cane and you get one from somewhere, but maybe you got it from Walgreens and you didn't fit it to yourself. So the proper way for a walker, any walker, whether it has wheels or no wheels, as well as a rollator and a cane, these three devices should be fitted in a very specific way. The way to fit them to your body is to stand up tall as if you are about to use the mobility aid. So if it's a walker, it's right in front of you. If it's a cane, it's right by your side. So this is helpful to do with someone else nearby. So you're going to be standing up your tallest posture, your best posture that you have. Then you're making sure that your arms are just hanging down by your sides. In the meantime, this other person who is around you is going to be either holding the cane next to you or looking at the walker that is in front of you. And you want to make sure that the handle of the walker or of the cane is at the same height as your wrist bones. So the reason this is helpful to have someone else around is because if there's no one else around, you end up having to look down and then you slouch a little bit. So the height might be a little off. So it is possible, but it's easier to do with someone else around. So when you're standing up tall, arms down by your side, and then you are having this device next to you, the handles, the top of the handle where you're going to hold onto should be at the same height as your wrist bones. I can't stress how important that is. So many people that I work with in person have the wrong height and that can make you feel unsteady. It can cause poor posture. It can cause back pain. It can cause a lot of unnecessary side effects. So 
make sure that the device's handle is right at the wrist bones. Now, if you're using a trekking pole, it is a little bit different because they are meant to be used higher. There are two ways to use trekking poles. Option number one is similar position where you're standing up tall, your best posture, and you put your elbows in by your side and your hands are forward. So you're kind of making this 90, 90 degree of elbow bend right at your sides. Then from here, you want to raise your hand about the width of one fist. I hope you're able to understand that by listening and not seeing me, but your hands are in by your, or sorry, your elbows are in by your side. Your hands are in front of you at that 90 degree angle of your elbow, and then raise both hands about the width of one fist. And that is the proper angle to hold on to trekking poles. If you're using them upright, if you're holding onto them and walking forward with them in front of you. Another way to use trekking poles is much lower where the trekking poles are actually behind you. So you put it on the ground and then it moves behind you. If that's the case, you actually want to start in the same position with your body up nice and tall, elbows at a 90 degree bend, hands out in front of you. But then I want you to lower your hands about the width of a fist. So those are the two different ways. There are YouTube videos on this. So if you're confused on the different ways that I'm suggesting, I'm sure you can find a video on YouTube, or maybe I'll make one and put one up there on my YouTube channel for you. But that's the proper positioning. Again, this commonly is forgotten. People don't educate on this and it does affect your walking. So make sure that your mobility aid is fit perfectly to you. And keep in mind too, if you are aging and losing height, well, then you might need a different height. You might need to lower your mobility aid. Or if you are wearing shoes that make you taller or you're barefoot versus wearing shoes, that's going to change your height. So just make sure that you are checking the height of your mobility aid. Now, the next most important thing when it comes to mobility aids for canes and or trekking poles is the side of your body that you use this on. When you are using a walker or a rollator, this does not apply because both of your hands are on the walker or rollator. And for those of you wondering, I should have mentioned this earlier, a rollator is a walker that has four wheels, but there's also a seat. There are also rollators that have three wheels and no seat, but they have brakes on them as well. So all rollators have brakes. And most rollators have this seat, but some do not. Whereas walkers can have wheels, but they just move forward and backwards. They don't rotate at all or turn. And additionally, walkers can have four wheels, two wheels just in the front or no wheels. So there are some differences between walkers and rollators, but it doesn't really matter what side it's on because it's directly in front of you and both hands are on the walker or rollator. When it comes to a cane or using a single trekking pole, it is extremely important that you use the cane or the trekking pole in the side of your body that is opposite of your weak side. I'll give you an example. If my right side of my body 
is if my right leg is the weakest leg, then I want to hold my cane on the left side. So my left hand will be holding onto the cane. The reason for this is because you want to shift your body weight onto the stronger side of your body. So if my right leg is weaker and my right hand is holding onto the cane, well, I'm putting more body weight through the right side of my body and that's my weaker side. So if instead I have the cane on the left side, the opposite side, my stronger side, well, then I'm putting more body weight through my stronger side when my weak leg is forward. So that's very important. I'll leave you with this. Even though I am suggesting that it's safest to use your assistive device or mobility aid on the opposite side of your weak leg or weaker leg, for some people that doesn't apply. For example, if let's stick with the same example, if my right leg is weak and therefore I should be holding onto my cane with my left hand, but if I have left wrist pain, or left shoulder injuries or discomfort in my left elbow, well, then that's not going to be safe. I don't want to be putting weight through an arm that has pain because then that could might cause a fall. Similarly, if you have been using your cane on the same side of your weaker leg for years and years and years, and now you're listening to this and you're hearing me tell you to switch it, If you attempt to switch it and you feel very unsteady because you're not used to it, that is okay. Some people don't want to switch sides because they feel even more unsteady and unsafe when switching sides. So while I am guiding you to use this specific method, I want you to focus on you and your body and how it feels for you. Do not switch something up just because I'm telling you to, it might not be best for you. I'm trying to teach you what is thought to be the safest way to use a mobility aid. Similarly, if having your walker fitted to you in the way that I described is uncomfortable because you've been using it much higher or much lower, the most important thing about the height as well as the side that you use your device on is that you feel comfortable and safe. So if anything I suggested today doesn't feel right for you, then simply don't use these examples that I'm suggesting and just take it for a grain of salt on how you should be using it. But if they do feel good for you, then this is a really great way to improve your steadiness, improve your balance, improve your mobility, and even your speed and endurance of your mobility. So it's definitely something worth considering. I hope you found that insightful. That's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am beyond grateful to have you as a listener. So as a thank you, I have something special just for you. I created a bundle of resources exclusive for the listeners of the Missing Link podcast who are looking for more guidance and tips to champion your life with MS. To get these resources, head over to msinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a friend. 
Or if you're on social media, take a screenshot right now and post it to your page or your stories and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out to other MS warriors. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.